0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: when does it rain money when there's change in the weather <laughs> <laughs> rain themes joke there for everybody <laughs> post spa that's because, because I mean... we're topical on the panel. Yeah. yeah
2: you're getting a bonus point for topical
1: Okay, jokes. so that takes it to what, a four? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too soon. I, I, yeah I, know, I know that that wasn't one of the best, but you know, I had to, I think a few weeks ago, I said, I'm going to try and make these topical when I can. And uh, we've done that.
2: Well, I want to hear from Medlin first before I uh, give my review, because we've heard very little from him after that joke, which isn't boding well for you, Nate.
0: Uh, no, I liked it. I didn't realise it wasn't an F1-themed one in terms of like sent in one, if that makes sense. I didn't realise it was just topical. So I was, well, I, I, was, see. I thought I it was see. going to be what everyone's waiting for on this pod, but it's okay. It's okay. Well, uh, no, I, know, wait I was going
1: to follow up with, so what I was going to do is I was going to read my favorite joke. that got sent in and then get Lawrence to say his favorite of the two. Oh. So he can either read, he can either give me the vote or he can give his vote to our fan joke. So I'm going to do that. Oh, I like now. it. Okay. go. Okay. What is a formula one car's favorite meal? breakfast <laughs> <Cards>. <laughs> so um... that one i liked it was sent in from avery who's nine years old so oh, I wow i think that that was that's a pretty good joke and i'm pretty sure that that's an original joke from avery which is one more original joke than i've ever done on this podcast so for that alone well done oh i love it was it. sent in by her mum Linny. Who got in touch with me? So thank you, Linnea and Avery, for that joke. I thank enjoyed you. it. Well, no Beretta. pressure. I mean, you know, you yeah, are Beretta, allowed. So you now you... have to pick a favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you're going to look like a real bad guy if you vote for me over over a nine year old fan.
2: So, <laughs> so I like to um, score these jokes based on how much I think I've laughed, and I think I laugh more at the second joke than the first joke. So Nate, I'm sorry, mate. You're in P2 this week.
1: Oh, so I'm in. I'm in the George Russell seat. That's fine.
2: I still need to. <laughs> I still default. need to score it, though, for historical purposes.
1: That's true. Yeah, yeah. And for the, the for the historians of this podcast, <laughs> when they look back on years to come, they're like, "We need a."
2: <laughs> and uh, I did like it. Don't get me wrong, I liked it, but it was only a six, and that's with the bonus point for topical. Oh
1: wow. Okay, No, noted. Wow. So, um... And it will always have an asterisk next to it as it was a six, and it lost in a head-to-head <laughs> that week.
2: Maybe we should make this a regular thing.
1: Maybe. But I feel like I'm always going to lose. Or maybe I think the age of the person telling the joke has to be over, like, 20, so that there's at least a fair competition. It was good, you yeah, know, it was nice from Avery, but you were never going to vote against her.
0: I so still that's think
1: not... it's a better joke. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true, yeah. I... I don't no, want no, you no. To, it was Yeah, cool.
2: Avery, I don't want you to think that I've only voted for you because you're nine. I've voted for you because it was the better joke. So don't let Nate let you
1: think there you otherwise. Go. There you go. Well, there you go. I mean, I'm I'm not actually upset about that. Uh deep down I'm seething. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm 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 okay.
2: Welcome to the PadHoc, a podcast featuring stories following Formula One around the world. I'm Lawrence Brett, Senior Writer at F1.com.
0: And I'm Chris Medland, F1 Correspondent at Racer.
1: And I'm Nate Saunders from ESPN.com.
0: And just in case it wasn't clear from our lovely intro, Avery has just won a copy of F1 2021 on the Xbox One. So, congrats. And all the stuff that came with it. So
1: yeah. Linny said that she really wants the flag, the F1 flag, for her bedroom as well. So oh,
0: She'll get that. Yeah, yeah, nice nice for the wall. The box is here, ready to go. So we're going to have to actually do some admin after this podcast, <laughs> which is really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and get addresses and stuff. But uh, thank you to everyone who sent jokes in. Nate has a selection that I still think he wants to read some of, mainly because, well, they're still all better than his joke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, there's a reason that these didn't make the cut. And um, I will, I will share them now. So Ian Hendrick... Sent in, what's the difference between Ralph Schumacher and God? God knows he's not Ralph Schumacher.
0: It's, yes, it which that raised I, a little I, smile for me when I saw that yeah, on Twitter.
1: Yeah. And then, uh are you my pit crew? Because you made me go soft to hard in two seconds. And uh that's a not safe for work. I should probably, I sh- actually, I should it's probably all right, say when it
0: before. Mar- We're explicit anyway. No, before I mean, we say it, heard us swear a few times.
1: Yeah. Uh, Nigel Wake, sorry, that last one was from Luke. They're not safe for work jokes, so thank you, Luke. Nigel Wakeley, did you read Jensen Button's book? It's an autobiography.
0: Which I like, that, actually. I feel like that's a joke that surely should have existed before. If it didn't, it seems so obvious. Yeah,
1: and I had. I, mean, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, fair play. I mean, if I told that joke, I probably would have loved it. So I can't fault Nigel for that. Thanks for sending it in, uh, Will Jones. Uh, two people. One of them says. Who's that Austrian F1 driver? Nikki something. The other guy goes louder. The other guy goes, Who's that famous Austrian F1 driver? Because he said Classic. louder. Classic. Nice. Uh, <laughs> no, thanks for that. That was good. That was a, a Nate style joke as well. Uh, Alex Griffin. I, 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 this is quite original, I think. Why is Sumixlot such a big fan of Drive to Survive? He likes big bots.
0: As in BOT. BOT, B-O-T,
1: yeah. but, but you know, I think it probably needs a bit too much explanation for me to have read it at the start. That's like so, my sort of joke.
0: If I, if I have to explain it, obviously it's a good joke, right? That's how they yeah. work. If you written
1: down, that joke is a lot better than said out loud, I think, which is probably the same of a few of these jokes. Yeah. Um, oh, and we did have one from um, Edda Lazada as well, which was um, Sunat, uh, Yuki Sonoda on the radio after his first F1 test tells Alpha Tower, I have understeer. His engineer looking confused says, Yuki, do you mean that the car has understeer or do you mean that you are under the steer? I assume that joke means under the steering wheel, <laughs> a reference to Yuki being pint-sized. Um, and he it has a picture as well of just a steering wheel, like a guy in this car and all you can see is the steering wheel. Um, I mean, that, that so, creative effort there. Yeah, uh, I think that is actually to, to Tsunoda as well. It's actually a picture of, I don't know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Anyway, um, is it? Ooh,
0: I can't. I don't think it is. No,
1: no. I did see <clears throat> there was one funny meme that went around. It was like great to see Alpha Tauri doing the Yuki Tsunoda visor cam, and it was just a picture of two feet on the pedals, <laughs> 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 which which was very funny. We we love Yuki Tsunoda as much as we love Pierre Gasly, but he is a very small man, <laughs> and he's he's fine with it, isn't he? He's very good about it. He is. Yeah.
0: He. Uh, I think he's well. He's he laughs it off, so he at least goes along with the joke. But I don't know if – one day I wonder if we'll just see him flip out and be like, you know what, I've had enough of this. Like mean, It was <laughs> yeah. funny at first, but let it go. Um, but he's normally very good about it, isn't
2: he? He's also the right height to lean perfectly on the barriers when he comes to the TV pen. So he can't like, lean very comfortably over it into the microphone. So for him, his height's perfect versus the barriers. Everyone else can't lean in that way.
1: There you go. And that's the real quiz. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what wanna, that's what you want. That's what you want from like Yuki Tsunoda winning, not on the track, <laughs> but in the TV panel. Yeah.
0: Speaking of drivers, uh Nate, do we have a sixty-second review this week?
1: Well, <clears throat> I haven't recorded one. I was going to do it live. Oh, okay. Yes,
0: can't wait for this. Oh, this okay. is going to be special.
1: Okay, we ready for a live sixty-second review? Insert
2: oh, yeah. jingle that we will eventually yeah. get. One day. Oh, yeah. Okay
1: raindrops, raindrops, raindrops. <laughs> that was two-second review, but it counts as an official 60-second review <laughs> under, the, under the rules of the pad hoc. Okay, those are rules that we wrote a long time ago. I'm
0: not sure that's how they were written for interpretation,
1: to be honest. Yeah, so there you go. I think that was uh, a creative license. I mean, the thing was, <clears throat> I actually sat down to record one And if you're just talking about qualifying laps, it's actually, it's not, you you can't really do anything about it. You can say like Russell was great, but it's just saying like, good, bad, good, bad. So it didn't actually work. And I think the raindrops one probably was as good as it was going to get. So there you go. Raindrops. Wow. By Nate Saunders. (laughs) By Nate Saunders. (laughs) By Nate Saunders. 31.
0: (laughs) I always forget.
1: Yeah. So do I. But there wow. you go. So sorry, sorry, fans of the 60 second review, but we were kind of yeah, we kind of didn't really have much to, to talk about. I mean, Metas and I have a quick anecdote that we can tell about the week. And I feel like both of us didn't really get a chance to see Formula One this week anyway. Um I mean, I can start off if you want, Metas, or or you do, but it's basically the same story. Yeah, um, I,
0: I would just add that I was feeling very sorry for you and I. Uh At one stage on Sunday, and then the camera panned to some very, very cold and wet fans. And I suddenly thought, I still can't complain. Yeah. But we will sort of complain in this anecdote. So, yeah, strap in. It's it's kind of a good tale of woe, this actually. It's a very modern one. It's a modern tragedy.
1: Modern tragedy, but it's based on me and Meta's also doing something, not that we shouldn't have done, but we should have used our common sense a bit better. Mm. So, basically, we got the Eurostar from London to Brussels, and we used a, what in hindsight was quite a dodgy testing center. It looked a bit like a set from the uh, HBO show Chernobyl. And we got our tests and the woman was very rough with the inside of my nose. And I think she was very rough with the inside of your nose. And we thought, cool, we're both double jabbed. We've been tested. We can go about our business.
0: Yeah. So the rules for Belgium were different from most places we've been, where yeah. the first, it wasn't an F1 organized thing. This was just a country thing. You had to get tested on arrival in the country then isolate until you got your result so with timings to make sure we could then go to the track on thursday morning for work we went to the very first testing place we saw as we got to the train at the station and followed because we're signs. really smart because we're like we're so smart and we're look at us yeah
1: look at us yeah like we're not going to make it to the, to the official f1 one and we were like you know what we've beaten the system we're, jump, we're the best jump the queue we and, were, and
0: we're so yeah. smart like we were so proud of ourselves we went one after the other so nate I was watching Nate get a swab stuck up his nose and he walked out of the room, (laughs) fist bumps me as I walk in to get mine done. And it's quite a big, you know, there's a lot of rooms in this um, derelict building. So, um, yeah, we both got tested one after the other with the same lady.
1: And then fast forward, maybe 24 hours, maybe less. um, And they both come back positive, which uh, was (laughs) a little surprising. And the reason we're being so blasé about this, as you'll see, is because... We're, pretty, we're 99.9% sure that these were false positives, as you'll see why. Uh, obviously, me and MEDAS both panicked massively. Uh, MEDAS, I'm pretty sure uh, you and I were messaging each other like, well, we're going to be in this hotel room now for 10 days, as per the rules in Belgium.
0: Yeah, we had to speak on the phone to the Belgian government. They told us what we needed to do, asked us who we'd seen, where we'd been, what we'd done. But then they gave us the nice news that to confirm it as a positive case or to disprove it we could go and get tested again couldn't we the next day
1: yeah so that we did that <clears throat> friday morning test came back later on friday saying negative and we were both kind of thinking well we probably need to do one more don't we because you know it's one one and yeah we're <laughs> all football fans after extra time you want to get that golden goal you want to score the winner you want to get you want to make it 2-1 Um, but also responsibly, joking aside responsibly for everyone in the paddock, we thought, well, you know, we can't just go in on the basis of one. So we had a second on the Saturday. Um, And then, but this means, of course, that we're staying in the hotel room for Friday and Saturday. So we're missing Russell's lap. We're missing all of the stuff, you know, all the track action, as it turned out, that would be had at the 2021 Belgian Grand Prix. Uh, And then Meadows, well, Meadows, I'll let you take over. I've told half the story. Meadows can finish off the story. So, well, what was quite
0: interesting was, when we spoke to the authorities, or oh, the yeah, people this was on the phone. Yeah. They, they, they kind of gave different advice. So, for <laughs> yeah. Nate, after his first negative result, they said, Oh, fine, then it means the other one was wrong. Go about your business. And Nate's like, You sure? Really? That seems, you know, it's, it feels 50 50 now. Uh, when I got it, they said, Oh, we don't know. That's weird, isn't it? Um, maybe you speak to a doctor, get some medical advice. So, I uh, did ask some advice from the uh, F1 Paddock. Uh, where it was the same sort of thing as well. It was, well, the only way you're going to feel more confident and know is to do another test. So, yeah, Nate and I both did um, a third test in four days on uh, Saturday. That came back negative as well for us both, and we're like... So 3-1 now? Uh, it was 2-1 at this stage. 2-1.
1: Sorry, 2-1, it. yeah. No, um, it's so like of freedom,
0: and the FIA are happy with that as well. They're like, yep, you've followed all the protocols, you've isolated. Uh, people that have been near us on Wednesday had isolated, even like waiting for these results as well to make sure that we were clear. So then we are told you can come to the circuit and do your jobs, but you need to do another test Sunday morning, even though you won't get the result till Monday. So it made no impact on whether you were there or not. It was so that in the off chance that that was positive, they could trace it and they knew who'd been in the paddock and who'd been negative and who'd been positive. So we get up really, really early Sunday morning. Um, because we've missed the whole week and we want to at least make use of one day go in pick up a parking pass where someone's written biohazard on it uh and uh we have to stick that in our window Uh, go straight to the circuit get tested for a fourth time in five days now which does come back again negative the following morning so we're fine uh and yeah, we go into the paddock. Think right, we need to catch up with as many people as possible. We see yeah. Mr. Bretto. There was a moment we never got a photo. Just realised. No, I just no,
1: realised as we were saying it. Oh, but we, we'll be together, hopefully, in Zanville. Let's not let's not talk about it, boys. Yeah, <laughs> I feel <laughs> much more we, comfortable with us just. Yeah, Seeing what happens. But, <laughs> but the funny, it. the funniest thing was the whole way in. We're like, well, at least we're going to get to see the race. <clears throat> it should yeah. be a great race. It's a mixed up grid. You got Russell up the front. We were talking about putting bets on who's going to win because it's always fun to make those bets. And then, as we know, the shortest race in F1 history that somehow took three hours, 44 minutes followed. And there was a point when I looked over at Meadows during everything that was going down on Sunday and everyone, I hope not everyone sat through the entire thing, but well done to you if you did. And we were kind of like, this is the perfect way to finish, from our point of view, selfish point of view, the perfect way to finish off this silly story is that we actually just, (laughs) we might as well have just stayed at home and done it from the hotel anyway. Because I could have gone down and used the bar, you know, the I could have got beer, I could have got crisps, I could have had air air conditioning on. Um, Well,
0: admittedly (laughs) as well. So we thought, well, we can at least chat to some people. Roman Grosjean was in the paddock. I wanted to speak to some different people for some features. And because it rained all day, everyone hid away inside. And as the protocols are, you can't go into motorhomes or any other facility. We can only go in the media center or in the paddock outside. So that was also pointless. It was a ghost town because of the rain. Um, Lawrence did try and stick with us for a bit and he was too cold and wet. So he and his yellow wellies disappeared very quickly, but, um, yeah, we were, we were kind of chuckling at it, uh, that we could have, could have done, um, with staying back at the hotel. And also, so I saw the Heineken pit bar was in the paddock as well. And I, I was so tempted at one point, just to go and pour myself a pint, but apparently it was 0.0% coming out of yeah, that. Which is the which worst was, percent. Exactly. So I, I was just <laughs> devastated really.
1: Very quickly before we get into the race, because Lawrence has sat very diligently listening to our story. I have a good Grosjean story where I saw him in the paddock and I said, hey, man, it's good to see you. And I had my rain hood up and my mask on. So really not much of my face was showing. So when we started talking, I, took, I was like, oh, it's Nate. And he's like, oh, hey, hey, sorry, I didn't, you know, didn't see who it was. We we're chatting. And as soon as like somebody walk, walked past me and he was like, oh, sorry. And immediately went to talk to this guy and I was about to get annoyed. And I turned and saw that it was Bottas <laughs> and that behind Bottas was Max and behind Max was Leclerc, And obviously they were all going for the driver's parade. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to shift out of view here. Uh, but I was just about to get an interview with Mr. Grosjean. Um, so that kind of ruined that. So well done, well oh, done, F1 nice. drivers. He spoiled a, a, a short interview I could have had. Um, but yeah, so, but, but it was, that 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 was nice because that's kind of why we go to the paddock, isn't it? For those chats with people, catch up, try and get some news, try and get some, you know, some of the insider gossip and stuff. So it was good. But Lawrence, you were there all weekend. And um, I want to ask you how cool it was seeing George Russell on Saturday after everything that happened. And then what he was like on Sunday. Because I feel like he must have been the only guy that was actually happy that that race, not happy that it didn't go ahead, but he was kind of the only one who was kind of happy at the end of it, if that makes sense. Maybe Max was as well.
2: Yeah, I think on Sunday, I think George was, because he'd come so close so often, and he'd always had such strong Saturdays and never really converted on Sunday um of course he wanted to race and of course he would have liked to have got it in a in a better set of circumstances but i think if you look at it maybe it's just carme finally got what i think we had been heading towards but on saturday i think it was disbelief honestly looking at him i honestly don't think he could believe at how well how how well he nailed that first sector but he was bouncing around but it was like a really good feel good moment because it had been a weekend of constant rain and you know people were in still pretty good mood because we just come back from the summer break everyone was refreshing stuff but I think it was a real nice moment to have him bouncing around Williams getting a strong result because they're so, so well loved within the paddock and then come Sunday I think if they were honest they knew that they would probably go backwards in an ordinary race even if it was raining. So for them, P2, a, you know, a podium, a, an opportunity for the guys and girls to go to the bottom of the podium and celebrate, you know, have a trophy to pose for photos with in the garage, like, it, you know, enjoy uh, some success that has been, you know, far few and far between in recent years. I thought it was really nice. So I don't think anyone would specifically begrudge George and Williams for getting those points. I'm sure teams like Alfa Romeo, who are now going to struggle to, catch them in the constructed championship aren't best pleased but I think if you if you were to ask anyone else in the paddock I think they could only be could only be happy for them
0: I'm not <laughs> no, no I,
2: I know what anyone. you
0: mean I, I know what you mean but I'm, you've got to be happy for the team and it's definitely something that George deserves on his CV but at the same time it's just I know John Todd's come out today and said we'll look at the regulations that kind of created this scenario because it's not what it was written for it's not intentional that this happened it's just how the rules were written that it actually ended up happening that those results count as a race result and points, but um, yeah, like George definitely deserves to have one. It kind of payback, isn't it, for him for Bahrain, like where yeah, through no fault of his own, he got like shafted out of a uh, podium finish, um, in a sense through no driving of his own on Sunday, other than I guess making it to the grid safely. <laughs> not naming names, but Checo, you've still got to uh, do it, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he uh, he still was in second place, so. Um, yeah, because, I mean, we've seen him do silly things behind a safety car in the wet before, haven't we, Imola? So he's learned. So he's learned his lesson.
1: Yeah, that's true. And we were kind of saying, we were like, surely, because we <clears throat> there was a, sus- a suspicion in the media centre that they were going to do the two lap thing, make it an official result, call it a day. And I turned to Meadows at one point and said, surely Russell <laughs> keeps it. And, Ru- and Meadows even was like, well, wow, don't know, mate. <laughs> so it would have been
0: kidding around. It would have been the most George Russell thing, wouldn't
1: it? To yeah, have, you did
0: to have um, had that qualifying position. And I think Nate, Nate said similar in terms of like not getting the chance to show what he could do from that position in the race either. Cause the night before, as you say, he was talking about, maybe I could stay up here. Like maybe I could mix it with these guys at the front because if it's wet, because my car was that good in the wet. So um, yeah, that was uh, kind of harsh on him not to get that chance, but I'm going to keep that one as not really a podium if I'm, brutally honest um, or really a race win or really a race seeing as there was no racing that went on. Um, but uh,
2: it must. But have it been, was a race. It, it, def- it was classified as a race. Exactly. It yeah. was. Yeah. It's in the I, so well. I
1: tweeted and a load of people got the wrong end of the stick here. They all thought I was trying to make a dig at Max, but I said, it's a funny quirk of this year that Max has won the first qualifying race and then won a race based on qualifying effectively. Mm-hmm. And he got points on both occasions. Your I just I, I, I wasn't having a go at the guy, but I was you know, on both occasions he did something right. You know, in the, in the qualifying race he certainly did, and on on Saturday at Spa he put it on pole. Uh, but then a lot of people were like, "Oh, so political British journalists trying to defend Lewis." I was like, "What are you talking about?" Like on both occasions he beat he beat Lewis on both occasions. So what you you know, it really is tiresome. But but yes, but that, I thought that was a funny a funny stat. So I'm trying to wonder what other weird quirky thing Max can do this year. Like mm-hmm. maybe he'll win a practice session and that will be the race. (laughs) Or define the grid, maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, watch this space. It was
0: one an interesting run right now, aren't we? Because you had um, pole position or Lewis qualifying fastest in a qualifying session, but it wasn't qualifying at Silverstone. And then Mm. two weeks later, you had Lewis as the only car on a whole grid starting a race in Budapest. And then you have the race that wasn't a race, but is a race. In spa. So what is gonna happen this weekend in Zandvoort Like that's true, is it?
1: Someone's you, gonna like, finish with like three wheels on their car, like indeed. Lewis at Silverstone last year. Yeah, uh, already done something it, like that. Already you, done yeah. it, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that wouldn't be original, would it?
2: No. Michael oh. finished, didn't he? For Ferrari once on three wheels. And I'm pretty Look, sure. First Fernand... first name terms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and Fernando did the lap in the McLaren on three wheels as well, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, he, luckily also he didn't tell anyone about tips. that for for months and months. Did he afterwards? He kind of <laughs> kept it to himself. Um, no, again, I I like the new Alonso, but he was quite annoying in twenty eighteen, wasn't he? He yeah, kept it's... bringing, he kept telling that story as if not, like he was like, "I'm the greatest driver of all time." <laughs> like, fight me! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, all right, mate
0: even though I think most other drivers turned around and went, why did the FIA not turn to park that car? Because it was so dangerous for him to drive it back to the pits. Because he hit the wall, didn't he, in the pit lane? He couldn't turn and he went straight to yeah. the wall and then it bounced off the wall and he could carry on. And it's like, well, yeah. if there was a marshal stood there, he can't avoid him because he can't turn. But um, all's well that ends well. And you're right, he's like he's been mega this year. There's been a lot of guys that have been really, really impressive this year. It's been a lot of fun. It's it's a bit of a shame that we had Sunday because there's... And this is something actually we need to give some credit to is the drivers were listened to off the back of, you know, mm-hmm. what happened in qualifying, what's happened in the past. I mean, what we've seen at Spa in the past as well, knowing how dangerous that track can be. The right decisions were made from a safety point of view. There's there's a kind of stupid outcome in, m- in my view of what the race is. Um, and I know that uh has already come out saying that we're going to work with the promoter about what we can do for the fans and stuff. So I think they're all going to get addressed. But um, yeah, from a pure call of on the safety grounds, no racing laps i think was was the right thing like, i don't think there's any driver that was disputing that either even max yeah. when he was like it's it's clear i can go quite quickly was like i guess you know actually for everyone else it's probably not that good
1: and he also said didn't he He said like i can't see the safety car which is painted bright red like you know he, could, he couldn't even see it so
2: yeah i agree the visibility sounded so bad when they were talking about it that um for drive, you know there's plenty of drivers on that grid who would be the first to say let's just crack on and I think that they were They were unanimously saying no, the conditions weren't uh, good enough. Um, I think you're right. I, you know, the weather was. It was raining from when I woke up in the morning, pretty consistently. Mm. All it was day. horrendous, and, wasn't it? When we were yeah, still
1: outside it, house, it was it let up a little bit, but it was yeah, still pretty exactly. heavy rain. So that was like a good part of the day, and it was still still pretty bad. And when we drove back from spa, when I drove back from spa, we were talking about. I think it was Norris who said that. The spray that the safety car was kicking up was so much Mm. less than what F1 cars kick up, just because the way F1 cars are built and the um, it's more recent tail, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, And the arch, the wheel arches, and stuff like that on a road car are obviously designed to keep the uh keep the spray down. When we were driving back, I was driving, and Meadows was was being my co-pilot. The spray on the roads was insane, and we were going at about ninety kph, whatever it was on the on the roads, and at one point you barely see anything yeah yeah we i was just i was just absolutely bombing it um but no and even then i was like this is on a this is on a big open motorway it's flat it's you know it's me driving on a road car and you know there's maybe two other cars on the road and you couldn't see a thing so it was it was awful and that rain all weekend was pretty nasty and then saturday mm-hmm. Sunday was just like it it was like you know what we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna show everyone just how bad the weather can be there mm-hmm. are some horror stories on on Reddit. It did sound like a lot of people had a really bad time in some of the campsites and stuff. So pretty bad. But like like Meta said, like I think as long as F1 addresses those things, I think we'll be okay. Because a lot of that was unavoidable. It's just that they've... In 71 years, that's never happened before as well. That's the quite impressive thing. There's always been a window on a Sunday to get a race in at some point. And this is the first time it's not happened. So I think that is worth remembering. Even though it was you know, pretty frustrating seeing that outcome. I think you can kind of give them the benefit of the doubt.
2: Yeah, agreed. I think, and I think that while not ideal, it is good that they are hopefully going to try and find solutions, get together this weekend and, and have a chat about things. And it's good that they're, they're going to talk to promote about what they can do. Um, and, you know, the points, was it Fernando said, it was shocking that they gave out points. and That part they, of it. I,
1: I do agree with, I think that, i think it is silly to give points out for that
2: and i think that they you know it is worth looking into um but like you said nate it hasn't happened before and we've all uh gone along uh and you know enjoyed all these grand prix and no one's been worried about it and so it's just that it's popped up at this occasion and i think the main thing is as long as we react to it and so that we ideally avoid this situation happening again um and that's a good thing right
1: Yeah, I mean, this is where the contentious thing is, is Michael Massey said that those two laps, they were sent back out with a view to go racing because there was a a window in the weather. And Lewis and Seb didn't seem to agree, but it depends on which side of that argument you're on. Metas, you were following the radar, weren't you? And that window was there. It was a legitimate area of time when they could have gone racing potentially.
0: Yeah, there was, you could see, genuinely as well, like, yeah, Norris talked about it, clouds were just or rain was just forming above the circuit on the radar you you could see stuff moving in from sort of like north east but stuff was just creating above non-stop so then when the stuff would the heavy stuff would like move in and then move over you expect it to like clear over the, once it goes past but it would go past and you still have this solid kind of circle of rain above the circuit area um so it was always really confusing but uh, that you thought oh it's going to clear and then it wouldn't and then at one point it's like it just seemed to hit the circuit and stop like it was like it was running out of steam just one big shower so um when that happened that's where we had that window and the problem was we weren't out on track to make use of it but um yeah that was that was close or as close as we were going to get to um sort of getting an opportunity but uh listeners can rest assured that Nate and I have been trying to bait Lawrence to like say <laughs> something outrageous seeing as he works for formula 1 but it was. I mean, we both said it at the time on Sunday, like not talking to uh, Beretta or anyone else. It was an impossible situation. It's just that the final, the final part of the outcome needs looking at, um, as well as as you guys have said about like refunds and what can be done with the promoter. But mm-hmm. um, Beretta did storm off just now. He disappeared from screen, and I thought we'd we'd finally kind of pushed him <laughs> to a point where he's like, I can't, I can't say anything else. I'll, I'll say something that gets me in trouble. But um, really, he wants to tell you all about his hotel room.
2: No, yeah. oddly, I thought the the door to my hotel room opened itself somehow so and then i thought it's because was- you're
1: on the uss enterprise that's where, put you. <laughs> <laughs> that's where f1 have put you up this weekend in zandvoort um we should quickly talk about zandvoort and before we talk about the race we should talk about your hotel in zandvoort
0: yeah that's 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 two mentions of it he's so desperate yeah, we're, not to we're talk trying. about his hotel now i'm sorry uh, bretto like we've let we've let you have an easy ride when it comes to the contentious stuff but this what's more this what's going to
1: come off limits What's yeah, more th- off limits, lads? The race on Sunday or your hotel room? <laughs> yeah, pick one.
2: I'm I'm very lucky that I get to stay uh, walking distance to Zandvoort. Uh and uh, that is that. <laughs> that
1: is so it. it's funny that spa was last week because there's a bit of a spa, <laughs> spa in your hotel room. No, all right, we'll we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there, fans. You can imagine the room. Um,
0: but well, I mean, like the Nate and I can talk in rumours because you know we
1: we can actually unconfirmed
0: sources uh suggest <laughs> that the brettos hotel room one might have just be huge and two i think it might have a jacuzzi
1: in it nate yeah uh, just i just, think uh, it might do jacuzzi and a sauna is what i heard oh, and ah, a steam
2: room and a disco ball and three well, you didn't, you didn't show TV. us the
1: disco ball um <laughs> i so saw actually you a know there's ball in there and my you know, own
2: rib. I've got my own dressed rib.
1: Yeah, there's little remote control Hoover things that go around. I saw one of those. Oh uh, yeah, the, the <laughs> circular yeah. robotic ones. Yeah. But yep. it also has a hologram that pops up and says, Hello, sir, would you like anything for dinner? And you're like, Nope, not now. I've load. got
2: my own butler as well. They come in and they do my packing for me as well. Oh
1: no. Nice. Yeah, but that's
0: normal, isn't it? That's on your ride, that's on your rider. I see. And someone
2: to clean my shoes. Yeah. Three. I mean, people. to be
1: fair, that is good, that is money well spent because those those things brighten up my day whenever I'm in the paddock. So That was the best
0: part about Sunday, wasn't it? Seeing red. Sadly,
1: yeah, it was one of the one of the high points. What? See my wellies? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh mate, I can't. I cannot tell you boys how delighted I was to wear those wellies because my feet for the first time that weekend were dry by the time I got back to the hotel. Yeah, I heard a lot of
1: people, PR people, saying that their shoes were so like just wet through. I I think there might have been a few cases of trench foot.
0: Because there's a lot of people I know. Fans have had it really, really rough, and this isn't to be like compare the two as similar but for a lot of the people that were working like teams out in the pit lane and people on the pit wall I think we heard was it um at Merck they were talking about you know that the pit, that the engineers were freezing on the pit wall and they wanted to let them go inside for 10 minutes for a lot of people because they're working you didn't know when you're going to get a race again they were waiting around two outside in the rain they were getting mm, yeah. in a sense the same experience obviously they're being paid to be there rather than they've spent a lot of their own hard-earned but um it wasn't like everyone was just chilling out drinking like hot drinks in the warm all the time and thinking oh, never mind like people were desperately like in uncomfortable situations too trying to get that race on so uh, i did feel for you guys outside that's when Nate and i were nice and warm inside just uh, enjoying our one day at spa
2: well it was uh, it was nice to see you boys um the one downside about the weather at spa is that i have got a new pair of shoes that i've been excited to, to debut uh, they are hand painted one off um, wow. And so I will hopefully get to wear them at Sandvort. fine it doesn't rain. And hopefully if you boys attend, well, you'll get to see them.
1: That is, that actually, we I had no idea. That wasn't something you'd, you'd teed up beforehand. So that is huge. And that is a great way for us to get our first in paddock, pad hoc pick. Well, that's a lot of P's, alliteration. <laughs> pad can hoc t- pick. Can you tell me
0: uh, he's a uh, pad hoc paddock pick?
1: Pad hoc paddock pick. Yeah, it's been a long week, listeners. Yeah, I'm sorry about it this. Has. Yeah, we spent a lot of time
0: in isolation.
1: Yeah, I mean, my chat's usually pretty bad anyway. <laughs> so for, so for, for you know five days in isolation, I think it's just gone downhill. Um, Don't
2: be so hard on yourself, Nate. Don't be. So the hard funny thing
1: there. was, so I got a train from Brussels to Amsterdam, and I found one of those quiet carriages, and I sat in there, and I was like, "This is quite nice." And then I realised I was like, "I've I've actively gone and quarantined myself again from, from the outside world." i just sat in there, so maybe, maybe deep down, I really enjoyed it. Who knows?
0: Even with no need, because yeah, I've just had my as we were recording, I had my fit to fly, like PCR result negative again through. So I mean, there's only so many times you can get a stick pushed up your nose. Um, <laughs> Is so, there though? Is there? No, you just have to keep doing it every day, basically, don't you? But uh, Zanvort's gonna be fun. I'm excited. I can't. Yeah, wait. me too. I can't wait to hear more about Barretto's mansion that he's staying in. <laughs>
2: you know if it was non-covid times i mean you guys could all come around and we could all hang out
1: that's true that's quite sad no, isn't it? it we can't do that that's because you've Sorry,
2: got a guys. sofa isn't it i've got sofas armchairs my own dining table
0: you guys think he's joking this is legit this is not him <laughs> being flippant like yeah pretending that i've got this fireplace
2: kid. you know you've got this is, I'm, I'm i'm living the life chaps you know living the life
0: i want to photo the I mean, disco
1: ball
2: Right, boys, I'm going uh, to call it
1: quits. <laughs> on that note, yeah, that's fair. Good chat to you guys, as um, always.
2: Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much, chaps, as always. And thanks to everyone who was listening as well. Please remember to hit subscribe and to follow us on our social channels. You can read Nate's work on ESPN.com, Medes' work on Racer.com, and my work on F1.com. Let's do this again very soon, and I'll see you boys in a couple of days.
0: Bye. Yay!
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.